A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Timothy. You, you look a lot less grey than the last time I saw you. Oh, I, I went to rugby on Thursday. And I still couldn't run properly. My lungs were tight. <laughs> it, it was horrendous, actually. I've got two massive cold sores on my lips, which I had to get a, a makeup person to sort of somehow <laughs> cover up yesterday uh, on the on the rugby, purely because of uh, my, my lips were a complete mess. Yeah, after... my lips looked like Mumra from <laughs> uh, Thundercats. You know when he goes into bad Mumra? Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous. Uh, so we are back in, in the rugby dungeon. We're here just stealing five minutes before Phil goes away. No sooner are we, are we back in Romania, Phil's back for five days of work before he's jetting out again. Uh, yes, and of those five days of work, I was um, four of them down in London. So, oh my God. Not even London, though, Phil. Uh, not even. Well, uh, Dartford. It's London, so, right? So Kent. So Beautiful part of the world. Lovely. Lovely yeah. bridge, lovely tunnel. Oh, the tunnel. What a mm. tunnel. Uh, so, yeah, we're still in five minutes because Phil is not going to be featuring on this podcast, but we thought after the uh, our first live show and, and the weekend we had in Romania, we wanted to just sort of grab five minutes together. How, how's your week been, Phil? You've been strong? Uh, I wasn't strong for a few days afterwards. Uh, I'd really, really struggling Monday and Tuesday. Um, my sleep pattern got to normal again by about Wednesday, uh, and my body, kind of lungs, heart, all went back to my normal kind of rhythm. Maybe Friday. <laughs> so yeah, just about recovered. I think we've stumbled across the future of uh, of rugby weekends away. Tier two. Tier two. Is where is that? It's all about tier two. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to Georgia. As in Georgia, America, to watch Georgia play against the USA in June. <laughs> oh, I see. That's why they've done that. Oh, maybe it is. I haven't even thought that. That's Georgia why they've done Georgia. that. Georgia Split loyalties for uh, some of the fans that don't realise there's another Georgia, which might be all of them. <laughs> Uh, I've spoken to so many people. Like, um, I saw uh, Nick Mullins um, at the Bristol Gloucester game, and he said, "Oh, if I wasn't working, I'd love to have come." And that seems to be the sentiment from guys, uh, from <laughs> listeners that couldn't go, and from people in the game yeah. that, 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 that not, couldn't come or were otherwise not to name drop. But uh, Dave, Dave Platman told me exactly the same thing. Yeah, it, I think it's the future. So we're already thinking about Tbilisi 2018, the the rematch. Georgia versus Romania. Tbilisi 2018. What? Or t- Tbilisi 2018. Uh, is it? T- oh no, it's 2019. We'd have to wait till the All Blacks, isn't it? Yeah. Or San Sebastian 20- 2017. 
Autumn Internationals. Autumn Internationals, mate. Oh, wow. Oh, this, anyway, listen, thank you so much to everyone that came. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, so, Phil, you're jetting off on your... This is finally you're getting around to your honeymoon. I am. It's, been, it's only been six and a half months since I got married, and I've put it off as long as I possibly can. But now I'm going to have to go. We've synchronised all of our holidays. JB and myself uh, both go away. Yeah, I'm very reluctantly going away. Am I? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, well we've, we've, we've made sure there's minimal disruption to the podcast and we're all going away at the same time. Our wives think they've picked the dates, but we've been uh, working on this for months just to minimise the disruption. What it does mean is, JB, we get a fill upgrade on this podcast. Yes, so after the music, Phil's, Phil's uh, multi-tonal voice will no longer be on the podcast. It will be the voice of an expert, a real-life expert, Jonathan Mills. <laughs> He's got, I've got big shoes to fill, let's just say that. Yeah, huge shoes. <laughs> so, uh, bon voyage, Phil. Uh, thank you, Tim. Have a top top. You're going to be watching some rugby while you're out there, though, right? I'm just at the moment looking at um, buying my tickets for see my, one of my favourite teams in the world, besides England and Ulster, mm-hmm. possibly my, and, and my beloved Canes, obviously. Probably my next favourite team. My beloved Jaguares. The Jaguares. Yes. Going to see that Sharks versus Jaguares. Uh, and my tickets will be £11, it looks like, for me and the <laughs> missus to go, to go and watch some top quality rugby. Well, I'm in South Africa at the same time as Phil, but all of my travel plans seem to purposely avoid rugby. So I miss the Jaguares game by a day. It's okay, because I'll go and watch... Uh, Lions versus Stormers. That's a good game, right? Yeah. No, missed that by a day. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Well, because I was speaking to um, a couple of uh, South African guys when we were in Romania, uh, and one of them, Phil, was saying, "Just get down to any rub- if there's rugby on, get down to like a local rugby club and watch it on TV." And you, I in- you I get the app. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that as well, in, uh, probably in Cape Town. Not to make this too long a story about things which aren't applicable to our listeners, but that's exactly what we did when we went to South Africa. It took a big coach load of us to watch the Lions last time round. And exactly what we did. We turned up at golf clubs, turned up at rugby clubs. Yeah. The hospitality is brilliant. Yeah. So, Phil, have an amazing time in South Africa. Thank you, Tim. Uh, JB and myself are in the UK for just long enough to do this podcast. Just long enough to be professionals. With uh, with Jonathan <laughs> Mills. So, uh, we'll let you go, do the hands in on three, Phil, and we'll, we'll intro the music, and then it's over to Jonathan Mills, all right? Okay. Uh, so, hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, we're just three mates that, that love the game. Um, we have an upgrade though, JB, this week. Massive upgrade. Massive upgrade. Uh, welcome, Sale Sharks and Wales under 21. <laughs> Legend. Legend. <laughs> um, Jonathan Mills, welcome. Thank you, thanks for having me. Thank you, oh man, I mean, someone who fills the chair firstly. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think this is like Leicester Tigers when they can finally play Tom Croft? Like, this is the best three that we can put out, but we don't often do it. <laughs> I, think, I think you might have a shout there. <laughs> so, uh, um, th- thank you for joining us. Like, it's Mother's Day today as we're recording this. We're, yeah. we're all fathers, aren't we? So We are. So, did you have to... Uh... Yeah, there was a baking sandwich in bed for the missus this morning. Uh, the little one got us some uh, flowers as well yesterday, so they were delivered yesterday rather than today. Very nice. Died in the car, so. I saw it was like a lamb shoulder you'd been cooking earlier, Jay. Cleft coat, but I've also done something else nice for Mother's Day. Uh, I rescued a dog. What? Yeah. So uh, I, went, I, I did the whole Mother's Day walk, me and my wife and my daughter, and where we live there's like a stream, do you know, like down Charlton Water Park, yeah. So the stream is two banks and a dog ran over a bridge and slipped and fell 20 foot into the water and was just completely stunned. So I had to wade in. That's why I'm still a bit muddy. 
Oh, I thought you were gardening or something. No, no, no. no. I, I was rescuing a dog. Hero. Yeah, and then I had to rush back here to make sure our Facebook Live viewers get their instalment of Egg Chasers Rugby podcast on time. Yes, so we are on Facebook Live, so I will be keeping an eye on the comments and the questions you can put to... Uh, Jonathan Mills, we've got an actual Premiership player, someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Mm, uh, so take, take take advantage of it. We're also at Rugby Podcast on Twitter and Egg Chasers Podcast on Instagram. So uh, first off, I mean, it's been a few weeks since Sale Sharks have played a competitive game, um, but not involved uh, yesterday. Did you make the journey to... No, I was, watching, I was watching on the old iPad, <laughs> I was, and uh, it was a good performance from the lads, to be fair. It's a shame uh, that wind didn't die down second half, but... Uh, Boys got the points on the boards first half, and you know we could have held on really. What, what's this? In, is there an industry secret for uh, getting getting games on your iPad? What's going on there then? Uh, it wasn't a televised game, was it? No, but if you go on, I don't know. If, I, is it a betting I, website? I'm assuming you're not doing it, but yeah, I was going to say betting bet. website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find anything on. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, um, Denny Solomona getting another try. Standard. Just, I don't know how he does it. I mean, they're not like he's not beating six or seven people. He just seems to be the right place at the right time. That's a skill in itself, though, isn't, isn't it? Yeah. Ex- I don't ex- know how you coach it. You- well, you can't. You either got it or you haven't, and he's got it. So. Yeah, in- incredible. Ex- Exeter clearly had the tactic keep the ball away from him, um, and he still managed to come up with an interception. Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll just come and take it, thank you. So uh, that's impressive. So on this podcast, we're obviously going to be talking about the Avicii Premiership, the, the Pro 12 matches, maybe a little bit of Super Rugby if we've uh, seen any between us. I've also prepared a quiz uh, f- for the two of you to take each other on with. One-way traffic, that'll be, mate. Yeah. Do you like this time of year then, um, Millsy? Because the, the quality of rugby, I mean, I, I suppose actually when I, the, what I saw of the Worcester Wasps game, um, the bits online, it looked like a defence-free zone, that one. But you get a lot more tries and stuff. Is there... Yeah, well, you know, I think I'm sure the backs are enjoying the weather at the moment with the sun shining up. But then some of the fours probably want a bit of rain. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of them. That's what I think is brilliant about uh, the season we have. You, you've got to play it, be able to play... Top quality rugby in all conditions, and uh, you got the start of the season where it's usually a bit sunny, depth of depth of winter. Then when it's at the rain and the wind and everything, and then you look at it today, it's been sun shining everywhere. Would you be interested in a summer season? No, no, I wouldn't either. Not I for me. Miserable. Anyway. I have to say, I, I think I think we should probably draw a line between the professional game and possibly the the well the the junior game because taking my taking my lad to mini rugby today was a flipping joy. Compared mm. to the, the yeah, the, 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 what do, what those the, the eight year olds get out of uh, freezing their fortitude, mate. I mean, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, if you get to age eighteen, having played all of your junior rugby in cold, it means you're a good person. If, if, what, if, if it's handed to you, know, if that's all you know, it doesn't really yeah. matter, does it? You know, I've never yeah. I've never been worried about when I've gone out on a, when I was under tens. I just want to play rugby. You don't exactly. care about the temperature, do you? And also, you know, people people actually distress me when they whinge about the rain or you know, a, you know, a, a bit of a cold snap. Just get on with it. <laughs> man up. Yeah, man up. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I will. Um, right, uh, there we go. We're getting getting questions and stuff coming through already, so I'll get to those in a minute. But where do you want to start with the, the Avicii? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Shall we go in game order? Uh, because I think there was a lot to. St- oh, and actually, you were there, weren't you, Bristol Gloucester? Well, yeah, we could. Well, I, th- I don't think we, we we should spend more time on the ones that there's more on. And had Bristol won, this might have been a big talking point. But I don't think there's a, a great deal to talk about. I think the no the, the, tra- only- the trapdoor's open. They're they're on their way down, um, especially with Worcester picking up two bonus points. Yeah, the only thing I'd say about that game is just the lack of the lack of depth in both teams. I don't mean lack of depth of players, lack of depth of ideas. Um, in the first half, did you feel that Bristol just had so much 
so much possession and could do nothing with it. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, it, it was actually quite um, quite worrying quite quite worrying to see a team have so much ball and do so little. And they didn't take they they opted to go for the corner quite a lot. I'm really interested in the mentality of this because we've seen this quite a lot. Um, you know, God, even going back to the World Cup and stuff. That uh, it's easy to say once you don't convert the the line out drive. Mm. But like, is, is that something that you would have decided, Millsy, in the team meeting on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever? Uh, it depends. Like, I think you know, this weekend when the lads went, I uh, went down to Exeter. They were chatting about trying to get a bonus point, even up by just scoring. Mm. Four tries or being within seven, maybe getting two. Most of today they got two points within within seven and four tries. So, I think it's more mentality of how how the game should go, and also it depends on the conditions and if the kicker's on form, etc. There's a few mm. few different things to look at. Well, I've, I've, I'm, <clears throat> that first half was where the game was lost for Bristol. Like I say, they, yeah, they, they, they had plenty of pressure, didn't convert any of it, and um, but yeah, yeah the, like you say, predictable. The only two things that I would really mention on here is a. I think Wales have closed the door on Richard Hibbard far, far too early. That guy is playing uh, outstanding rugby. He shed a bit of timber. He looks, he looks lean and mean, doesn't he, at the minute? Have you, have you ever played with the Yeah, I've played, uh, age group, uh, I used to play against him quite a bit, Olibs. I, I, I think the improvement, even between the start of the season and now, has, has been vast. I think he's probably one Yeah, pro- he's a quality player, and to be fair to him, he's uh, he's been a bit unlucky with not getting back in that uh, Wales setup. but they've obviously decided that's the way they're going to go with him, and... Uh, He's playing well enough to be there, but at the same time, they decided not to. Yeah, I, I do wonder, and you can find out about this next week with our Lions chat, if maybe if maybe Lions' contention is just a bit too far. No, it's, of course he's too far. That's way Why? too Gatlin's far. Why? a Welsh coach. Yeah. He's not picking anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Richard Hibbard did feature. I tried my best to instigate a, um, a Mother's Day 15. I wasn't sure it could work, and it didn't, but... Old Mother Hibbard was one of the one of the <laughs> only ones that did actually make it. With Titi Lama Sitelli mm. was another one that got oh, mentioned. Well, no, yeah. no, no thanks. Mama Molotika, Marco Mama, <laughs> Mamuka Gorgodza, yeah, not having Gran it. Carter, yeah. yeah it, it, Zach Milford was one of my one that I thought was quite acceptable. Zach Milford, Zach Milford, Gilford, Zach Gilford. But Mil- oh Milford, oh okay, yeah. Is he? Is he the, is Zach, Zach Gilford was he the one that turned up to a wedding and? Uh... No, he's the one. There was a wedding on an island which allegedly no one could get to, and Zach Gilford showed up uh, naked. That's right. And it's not a wedding he was invited to. Yeah. So that that apparently is the story. Actually, like before we get into into any more of the games, um, the last few weeks we we've obviously been watching the Six Nations. There's been Anglo Welsh Cup for those teams that are involved. Um, but what what's been what's the life of a of a a professional rugby player being when there's this three week gap between games uh, well we, after we played Saints uh, we were given a week off so we were able to uh, I, me and the missus got away with a little one to where did we go Lanzarote I feel the lads I think everybody tries to get away at this point it's just nice to have a break from the club away from mm. seeing everyone it's just nice to refresh your mind and then uh, last week we were in we did a bit of conditioning a bit more preparation looking into Exeter and this week, obviously, back to normal then. Well, let's talk about Exeter then, because uh, they, they were saying in the week, I think it was Jack Knowles coming out in the week, going, we're, we want to finish top. That's our aim, to finish top. And then to go on and They go on might and win. do it. They, they might. What what was... Like, again, you, you've prepared, you've played against them a yeah. number of times, you've prepared for them, albeit as part of the wider yeah. squad. Talk to us about Exeter then. Uh... I don't know, they're a funny team, because you look at them, you wouldn't say they've got loads of stars in their team, but 
backs has obviously got them playing the right right brand of rugby and obviously works for them. And I think, you mm. know, it's a, it's a good travel to get down to Exeter anyway from everywhere. Uh, and they've always got a good crowd. It's a good setup there. So it, it all adds up to a good team. I think, you know, that's what they are. They, you know, Steen someone playing yesterday and uh, you had Slade at 10 and he still did the job there. So I don't... It's got, they've got some very good players and they don't lose too many either doing international. So That description you just said is not unlike Sale in recent years when you say not necessarily any stars, yeah. difficult place to go, um, well-oiled machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just call them outstandingly competent. Mm. Yeah, I think you, you look at Exeter, I think they obviously, the way they've set it all up, they've still got a load of boys that have been there when they were in the championship, you know, Dolman was there. Uh, there's a few others that are still still knocking around. Yeah, Steenson was. Yeah, Steenson. Um, there's uh, another winger or two. You know, there's a few players there that's, that was still in the championship. Oh, new- yeah, Witten, be warm, yeah. Dolman. They've still got um, that nucleus of that team there. And all they've done, they've added, added a bit of stardust to it. That's all they've done. You've got, you know, you've got your Salvies down there, Waldron. And each year, they only pick up, maybe they pick up one or two players that add to that little mix and... I think, you know, they've also got a nucleus of a really good team anyway, yet alone adding quality to And they, they seem to do their homework on, on not just the quality of the player, but the type of bloke they're going to yeah, get as yeah. well. Yeah, and you know, you look at it, what players leave Exeter? There's not many that leave Exeter to go elsewhere. Nah. Devoto was probably the highest profile when it went to Bath. But, you know, at the same time, was that a good move for him? I don't know. I think... Oh, sorry, the other way, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. They were talking, though. I, I know where you came from, because they were talking about... Uh, Slade going the other way to, to Bath, Bath yeah. as a kind of like revenge mission. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't see it for some reason. I just think whatever they've got down in Exeter seems like it's a place you want to be, and when you're in there, you, you don't want to leave. You look at Kai Horseman now. Yeah. He's been there. It's his fifth season. I yeah. think He's just signed another year deal. And how old's Kai Horseman? He, he must he's be like thirty-five. I think. Yeah, he's, he's getting on a bit. He's obviously, he's obviously, he's obviously enjoying his rugby, and there's something going well down there for them to be playing well enough to keep these players on and as I said it's not many boys that seem to leave Exeter to go to another premiership club it's more people coming in than going elsewhere so they obviously look after the boys as well do you know what else they've done I carry on saying this and you're probably sick, sick of me saying it how many lads are English qualified and then come from other countries kind of like you Millsy Yes, actually, Eng- yes. English EQP. qualified. Are you, are you English qualified. I am English, oh, qualified. English to the core, mate. Oh, you were, <laughs> even, right? Let, like, in in a, in a hypothetical scenario, let, let let's say a, a few a number of players went down. And, oh, not that many. One, and, one or two. And, and, <laughs> and Gats and Rob Howley and and Co weren't weren't interested, but Eddie Jones picked up the call. You're you're you seem to me like about as much a Welshman as I could as take I could the money. Take imagine. the money. Hey, if you pay me twenty five grand a game, <laughs> I'll be on that pitch from no drama. Right, you heard it. There's the headlines. <laughs> for maybe, I would, maybe I wouldn't sing the anthem, but I'd be there. <laughs> I'd be there. Tear the coming down the tear coming down the aisle. <laughs> I'd probably never be allowed back in the valleys, but yeah, yeah that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> so there we go. That's an official come and get me plea from Jonathan. <laughs> Mills. Come on. <laughs> it's only a matter of time now, mate. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, oh, I'll tell you what, before we get into the games, there's one thing. Let, let, let's round off this thing because um, you've been saying you got away and you've had a, a bit of training and stuff. Mm. We were away uh, in Bucharest um, last weekend. Yes, have you, have you gone there for like any junior championships uh, or anything? Uh, never been to Bucharest, no. Strange no. place. Nice though. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it pretty wild. Um, now, at one point at the game itself, which was like the end of the weekend, uh, Romania v Georgia. Um, JB and I, we were, sat, we were we were having a few beers. We were watching the game. We were very <laughs> impressed by Romania's scrum half. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you want to take the story from there, JB? Yeah. So I was sitting with a guy who works for for World Rugby. I, I won't mention his won't mention his name, 
But um, we're watching Scrum Half, and I think, bloody hell, this guy looks like a different league to... He, he, uh, look, he looked quality, yeah. Yeah, he looked really, really good. And uh, he goes, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of clubs interested in him. He's talking to you know, a couple of French teams. So I was like, right, I'm on. I've had a few beers. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I take a picture of this, uh, of this Scrum Half, because we're pretty close. I sent it to Steve, to, uh, to Steve Diamond. I said, right. Your next scrum half, <laughs> yeah. Steve. Romanian 9, quality, have a look. Get him in. So I was talking to Lynn Howell straight, straight after the game. And I was like, Lynn, where's your 9 g- 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 going to go? He's got to go to France or England or somewhere. He goes, oh, I doubt it, mate. He's 35 and this is his last ever game. So uh, <laughs> Quality, though, quality. Oh, he's a very, very good player. Did, uh, did, did Dimes reply to you on that? No, he's never replied to me ever. No, <laughs> he's right number. You sure? Huh? Sure, got his right number. Uh, oh, has he got more than one? Has he? Has he got I one that he gives I, to I people? It wouldn't like... surprise me if he's got more than one. I'm pretty sure it's the right number because I've I've double checked it a few times. Yeah, hard man to get hold of. I did hear a story about him um, from. Oh, and I won't say where I heard the story. No. From. Oh God. I won't say where I heard <laughs> the story from, but I heard a story on Friday evening when I was at the Bristol Gloucester game yeah. um, of um, a Russia game v. Uh, Russia v Germany so I was talking about these tier 2 games and they said that they were at this Russia v Germany game when Steve Diamond was the head coach and both teams final whistle went they shook hands they didn't go back to the dressing room they went straight to the bar both teams and the referees and then they went straight out into town in Hamburg all in their kit and the last and the last thing that anyone can remember was uh with Steve Diamond with a couple of bottles of vodka, um, <laughs> holding them in the air, pouring them into the players' Free mouths. Pouring. Well played. Free pouring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a similar a bit of vein, team bonding. Have you ever played Crate Escape? Crate Escape, have you no, played that? No. Basically, you finish the game and you've got um, however uh, much. You neck, finish a crate before you can leave. Yeah, it? basically. Oh, so right. you stack up the crates in front of the door and you can only go once all the crates are gone. No one's allowed to get changed, showered, or anything. You've got to drink your way out and then you get changed and showered. Wow. Great uh, game. It is, one of the, it is one of the great team bonding games. What was the last team bonding session uh, the Sail Boys had? Uh, it was actually so we went went down to um, the beach down by Blackpool and uh, we did a hill 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 running and Ooh. a bit of fitness now which wasn't great but then uh, to be fair we went to File Rugby Club and we had a few drinks there and just went into File for a little bit and I just had a fit, you know nothing nothing crazy but uh, we had a tough week before. Uh, after coming back from that holiday and before this extra week last, so you know, I think I, I still think it's an important part of rugby where you've got to try to keep the boys together. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong going out and a few drinks together. You know, it's it's a bit maybe seen as a bit old school nowadays, but it's definitely some some worth in it. I in think. this social media world, that must it must that, that must change it. Like because you could have done that before and no one would never ever know anything that went on, but now cameras everywhere, pictures everywhere. Yeah, I don't. know. I think it's how you do it as well, though, isn't it? You know, I yeah. think. Uh, if you're being flash and Billy Billy Big Bollocks, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Whereas, you know, we, we weren't doing anything wrong. We just got to have a few drinks. And it was nothing, uh, nothing crazy. I, I, they probably no, nobody knew, knew we were anyway. So <coughs> it doesn't really matter. <coughs> Biggest game of the weekend. I think we should talk about uh, this Leicester Northampton uh, Northampton Leicester game. Go for it, mate. Go oh, for it. Uh, what what a what a battle that was. Yeah, incredible. Um, what game. a result. It was an incredible game, but it was it was odd because. Again, the the defences weren't great. Uh, something which has bothered me a little bit, well, a lot about Leicester, is they can't seem to stop anyone. Like, they, they attack well at times, as they did this weekend. But against big runners, they really, really struggle. And I think that this is a classic, a classic example of it. 
Mate, they, they just went to Franklin's Gardens and won. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think this is a vintage Northampton team. I don't think they're... I think this is probably... And this is a credit to Leicester. This has been the best performance that Northampton have had pretty much all season. Would you agree with that? The best what? Performance Northampton have had. Well, yeah, exactly. All, all and Leicester went away yeah. to, their, to, their big, uh, to their biggest rivals with a lot on the line, Aaron Major's last game. That's what struck me, I think, was the, the love that those players seem to have for Aaron Major. Uh, an unusual amount yeah. in the professional age. Yeah, you can, you can obviously see, uh, not from me speaking to anyone, but look, looking in from us, from, from our seat to... You can see that they obviously wanted him to stay and then yeah. take the job full time. So he's obviously doing something right. So he's going to turn up somewhere and the, the club will get him will be uh, very lucky, it sounds like. Oh, I, I completely agree. Did you think it's bizarre that you know he does go and beat his local rivals? He is in fourth. They're still in fourth. They're probably going to go to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they? but it, 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 must, it must have been all in place for a while now. For them Do to, you reckon? Well, it must have been, isn't it? You know, it... How can how can you not give him the job at the moment? I just can't see. Yeah, they, it was the day after they won the Anglo uh, yeah, the Anglo World Cup. Cup. As you said, yeah. the top four, they're winning games of rugby, they're, they're scoring tries. You know, I think they must have had this in place for about a month, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right there. And they I, obviously and they obviously made the call. They could have waited till the end of the season, but they thought, no, we're going to roll the dice now because playoffs. Yeah, it's on the knife edge. Thing to me has been handled rather badly. I don't mean like on a personal level. But let's just take start with Cockrell. I mean, you persevere with a guy like Cockrell, who started off as not a great deal while and got gradually better and better and better. And when he did leave, there's a lot of public sympathy for him because he's a good guy and he he's taken his lumps. He's now a genuinely good director of rugby. So they've they've done all the hard part. They've done all the growing with him, and then and then they get and then they get rid. They're then left with Aaron Major, who. From what I can tell, that team is built around how Aaron Major wants to play. The pack is slightly smaller than a typical Leicester pack. They're a lot more athletic. And then they start winning. And then they do things like they took apart Bristol. They took apart um, uh, Gloucester. They... There was that extra result, though, that we got Yeah, they, they got yeah. I wonder. Leicester. I do uh, wonder if that might have been like the, like, like the tipping point. But then they win the LV Cup. They're now in fourth. And they seem to be building. And then they replace the coach with four games to go. I mean, they must have a lot of faith in Matt O'Connor to be the man for the next it's you know, a, It's a strange one. Why, why, why get rid of Cockrell first? Yeah. And then get rid of Major? He might as well left left it as it is. And then got rid of Cockrell and then brought this O'Connor in. Or you get rid of Cockrell and you give it to Major. That's It's a, it's a really weird sack him. This guy takes over, sack him. Exactly. No, it's very strange. It's, it's not really rugby. No. To be fair, you don't really see many mid-season sackings. It's usually it, all the business done in the summer. Resignations, sackings, yeah. uh, coaches, um, like uh, positional coaches and attack or defence coaches being... Yeah. being. It's, uh, it's changed this year, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, it seems... Well, I don't know. It's tough. You know, I think everyone wants, wants results. Mm. And it's not that easy, is it? You know, and uh, there's not much you can do player-wise during the season. It's not like footy; you can go to January and buy another, however many players. You, I don't you think kind it, of have to hold. I'm not sure if that would work too well. I mean, the only teams I can remember doing that were, well, teams who have been immediately threatened with relegation and Bristol immediately threatened with relegation, as it happens as well. And I don't think that that is the answer. The answer in rugby is is stability and good systems. As boring as that sounds. Yeah. Well, and also. Playing that game of uh, playing that kind of stocks and shares type game with players, like I think when you look at Northampton, they, they they've kept older players that possibly they could have got more value out of by 
by pruning a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, do you know who I think is their, you know, their jewel in the crown? I've mentioned his name before, but I, I honestly think Carrie Mallander is a level of... She's him. defense. Oh, my word. I've got, I've got, he needs to have a couple... I agree, like, he's got a lot of talent, but his defense would, would be... If I, yeah. If, if I were, I don't know. If, it, it, that, his, his defense leaves me equally as aghast as some of his attacking pr- pr- prowess. But I, I'm sure that guy is destined for the future England 12 shirt. I'm sure of it. Mm. What did you th- think of him when he came to? Um, uh, he's a good rugby. Belt? He's a good rugby player. When I've played against him, like you, you obviously when you, when you look at players uh, previewing who you're playing against, you look at him and we always like say he's a good player. You've got to be careful with his certain skills he's got, etc. But um, he's still young, so you know be realistic with that. And he's he's in a good Northampton team, but it's only going to get better. You would have thought it'd be interesting to see how he goes. With this new ten, they're going to be bringing in next year. Whoever that may be, yeah. Do you, do you ever look at someone it, like Harry Mallon? They've signed him, are they? They've signed, they've signed somebody, haven't they? Um, I know they. Oh they, yeah, they've signed an English lad. Yeah, English qualified. Anyway. Yeah, he's born in England. He's been out in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who, who he is though. I can't yeah, you're his right. name. Because they were after bigger for a while. Mm. They were well, after bigger. They were after uh, yeah. Madigan. I heard as well. Ford. Ford. It seems like everyone's after a ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. Um, it used to be tight heads could were like worth their weight in gold. Now it's the, now the tens are this are the ones, aren't they? I think they're both fairly well looked after. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know with a player like Harry Mullen? Do you ever look at him and think, God, he'll be good when he grows up? Uh I don't know. It's, it's different. It depends what position you play as well, though, isn't it? Because I think backs always seem to come through a bit, a bit younger a than point, forwards. Actually. So there usually are quite a lot of young kids on the on the scene doing it doing their bit, and forwards you don't see many youngsters coming through. But at the same time, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, we saw two young George, Georgian props uh, last weekend. Can you tell Dimes? Huh? Can you tell Dimes? <laughs> don't, I'm not sure. I'll be mentioning it to him. Well, George have got a policy. They've got to play in the under twenty ones first before they ship them off. Okay. Yeah, to get them that uh, to get them internationally qualified. qualified. Otherwise, people will be taking these yeah. guys are monst- absolute monsters. They're both not quite uh, twenty-one yet, and they're huge. Giants. Yeah, giants. So <laughs> with them, um, so that that Leicester win puts them right in the box seat. Or uh, Bath getting panned against Saracens. Hammered. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the? I'm, I'm, I'll get the run-ins in a minute. I think Northampton's running. I'm, I'm going to rule them out of yeah. ma- making any sort of late charge. Yep. They've got a really tough, tough run of games. So it pretty much is going to come down to that Leicester Bath game at Twickenham potentially, which is the week after next. Seems seems to be. I said I think. Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens now with this new fella being there. If anything's going to change, because as you said, a lot of those players were playing for four majors. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's going to be a weird one, but. I don't know. I, I, Bath, Bath have done well this year compared to last season, but I wouldn't say they've been pulling up trees too much. You know what I mean? I'd say they've been quite steady, haven't they? Yeah, they, but like I don't know. I, you'd expect more from that squad when you look at it. For that that's that squad that they've got there, internationals, etc. But the guys have been, been able to get out on the field though. They've, they they could, they've yeah. fielded a pretty much an international team. Well, no, and there's like pretty much an international team of guys mm. that weren't available to them. So yeah, I mean, there was two things that I thought about Bath going into this season. First of all, it must be very difficult to find your direction if you've been coached by two guys who are still on the staff in Toby Booth and, and Darren, Darren Edwards. If you have well, if you know that there's going to be a new attack coach and a new director of rugby, how do you, how do you find your team, your team cohesion? How do you know, you know, what what to train for over preseason? The second thing is, during the season, we were talking before, weren't we, about 
adding players. I don't think has anyone added as many players to their squad as Bahan. So no. they've been forced. They've sent a few hookers in and all that, and they just well, had to. Yeah. You know, Aleb Brew, Robbie Fruin, Taps, Mafu, Al- Allinson. We spoke about it last week. Um, a lot of injury cover, like a you said. A load of injury cover. And, and, yeah. and Tom Blackadder came in like right at the end of pre season, mm. didn't really. So, yeah. But it's a, I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong or he's right. I'm just saying it's very difficult to target the top four when you've got so much, so much change going on. So they've done remarkably well, actually. Uh, Matt, Matt Johns, it sounds like a frustrated Bath fan, just says. Uh, Saris look good, but Bath look like they couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag uh, <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, Saris. I, I, again, I was trying to weigh up that performance because I was looking at Saris, going, "God, is this is this as well as they've played this season potentially?" Well, you have to tell me about it because I didn't watch it. Uh, I was pulling Labradors out, um, out <laughs> of rivers, mate. <laughs> just uh, it's just that physicality they bring. I mean, what, what's it like facing that from Saris? Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> uh, especially, it's a, especially it's when they get a roll on like, I, well we went there in the Champions Cup and we we didn't have we had a lot of youngsters out there etc but we still had 50 putters on down there and uh, I don't know it's hard because sometimes you're thinking like, how are we losing like, losing but then they're just that good and they're that they are that good to be fair they're well drilled they're well coached and they've just got some star players that can just score tries how do they mm. compare to playing someone like Toulon because obviously you you played Toulon tw- twice this year and w- when I think of Saris, I think they are powerful, but they're a lot, a lot more efficient than, say, the bigger boys of Toulon. I, Saracens are probably one of the best coach teams in the Premiership, if mm. not in Europe, could be in the world. Yeah. The, I remember, like, maybe three, four years ago, they used to get a hammer in, because all they used to do was kick in their own 40. Yeah. They still do that now. That's all they do now. But because they, they're scoring tries when they go in the other part, but they, they're so clean in their own third that they don't give you any freebies, nothing. You know, if you give one team a freebie in this league, it could cost you the game. Saris don't give you an inch. Yeah. So if you beat them, you beat them because you've played well, not because they haven't played well. I've, I've heard um, of some of some other lads, actually playing at Saracens is, ve- is very frustrating because they defend, they defend, they defend, and then when it comes for you to defend against them, they just kick the ball, and you think, oh, I just want to get hold of them. Yeah, they're clever. That's, you know, that's what they obviously coach to do. So they obviously get results from what they're doing. So why would you change? Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's a chance at the end of the season they'll be double, well, triple premiership champions or is it double premiership champions? I'd still say they're favourites, definitely. You think, because you know, I'm, I was, I'm looking champions. at this and I'm thinking they might finish third or fourth, which means they've got, they're going to have to go to Wasps or Exeter I don't think, away. I don't think no, they but fear that, it. No, that, no, if, they've got, if they've got their squad fit, They'll be favourites for it. Yeah. Be it away, be it home, mm. they'll be favourites for it. I think Exeter's an interesting one. I think they've got Exeter's number all day long. That's the mental hurdle Exeter can't get over, is Saracens. Because they're, ju- they're probably the only team in the league. Those two are 1 and 1A one for you know good coaching. And Saracens just have a slightly better players. I think that, that I think that's why Exeter really struggle with them. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's They're like a bow. Saracens, just when you watch them, it's exactly like... Exactly like you said, Millsy. I, I can imagine. Well, I can only. I can only imagine what it's like. But you sort of watch a game, and if you didn't have the score in the top left, you wouldn't. You'd go. You wouldn't. Yeah. And you it's, say it's that sort is of the score, tight. Yeah. It's, it's tight, and then like it just runs away with you. It's yeah. like a boa constrictor. Yeah. Every time yeah. you breathe in, it you just run away with boa constrictors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, but I think they're going to finish third or fourth. I think it will be Saracens going away to Wasps and uh, Leicester going away to Exeter. Hmm. 
uh, in the playoffs. But um, interesting. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what, I've prepared a little quiz for you two. Excellent. I'll get my quiz sound effects up yeah. right now. So my, my, my thinking for this was we've got one and a half sale fans. And by that, I mean... JB, JB's a sale fan. I'm not a sale fan. And Millsy, Millsy kind of, you know... Dabbles in it. Dabbles in it, because <laughs> you, 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 I suppose you're a Scarlet's boy born and bred, aren't you? I'm actually from Neath, so I'm more oh, of Osprey's uh, yeah, born and Mil- bred. Oh. Millsy Neath on Twitter. But, oh, of uh, course, yeah. Obviously played for the Scarlet's rather than the yes, Osprey's. Yes, so. that's right. There you go. Not, not an Australian. But obviously you you have a vested interest yes. at Sail Sharks. JP's 100% all I'm in at Sail Sharks. Not a sale so we've got one and a half Sail Sharks fans, and we've got one and a half Welshmen. Uh, Millsy being 100% Welsh, JB being half <laughs> yeah, QP, we've worked that out now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought I'd fuse together Sail Sharks and Wales right, and see, see who gets, see you gets, uh, gets on best. Okay, fire away, Tim. Uh, how, how are we doing? Are we you might, you might need to make some notes on like your, on your, on the notes on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I don't have pen and paper. But so, who was the last Sail Sharks player? Selected to represent the British and Irish Lions. Oh, what current? Like at, they were at sale at the time. They were at sale when they were selected. Uh, oh, that's a really good question. They were at sale when they were. Are s- they Welsh? No, they're not Welsh. So right, this okay, is this I, is sale based. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a Welshman. Uh, necessarily, it might be a Welshman. And you can't ask be. for clues. That, 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 that's the other rule here. So the last Sail Sharks player who was he was re- uh, selected to represent the British and Irish Lions whilst still a Sail Sharks player. Right, okay. okay. So. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. So you're. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking obviously Mike Phillips. Well, I, I was yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they were playing at Sail at the time. Got ya. They were playing. At, <laughs> they were. Pl- they were. They were playing at Sail <laughs> when they were selected. Yeah. They was. Yeah. They went on tour as a Sail Sharks player. When they were selected, what? What is well, this? What the, is this cryptic language? As in, there's a, the, the, you get selected in April, yeah, but then you tour in June, which might have been when a contract ended, and they might have gone uh, on their way to another. You know, you see what I'm saying? Uh, You've changed it now. Yeah, comp- That's it, 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 this quiz is already a farce. All right, okay. So, four previous Welsh, British, and Irish lions played for sale. Okay. So there are four. British and Irish Lions players who played for sale. That were Welsh. And, uh, Welsh, that are Welsh. And this is in the last... It's within the last four tours or so. Okay. Four or five tours. Yeah, sure. So... Ah, I got you. Got them ones. I've, oh. I've nailed all these. Dead easy. <laughs> oh, right. Um, here we go. Okay, so... Uh, which player... Oh, sorry. There are... Six players... Who have more Welsh caps than Sale Sharks? Big sexy Mike Phillips, who has ninety-four. So there, there are, are only four who has more than like more than. There are six people sorry. who have more caps than Big sexy Mike Phillips for on Wales. ninety-four caps for Wales. So six it's players you want for six. So six. Well, just as many as, uh, as many of the six as you can get. Uh, six Welshmen with more caps than Mike Phillips. Okay. Uh. uh, uh. It's quite tricky that one, to be fair. Oh, uh, I'm doing really badly. Oh, that one. I can't read Millsy and how you're doing on that. I've got well, I got three. Okay. Yeah, I've maybe got that's two. all I need. I don't know. Maybe. Final question is: How many different nationalities are there in the current Sail Sharks squad? Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> Hang on. 
English qualifier. Hang on. How many different nationalities? Uh, was it was that class as like passport holders or qualified to play where or? Uh, I would I would say based on what based on the little flag that's next to them in Wikipedia. <laughs> don't go on it. Okay. So for example, Jonathan Mills is. Uh, listing in that has a little welsh flag next to it so there's one of them but how many other nationalities are there so how many nationalities in total in the current sail sharks senior squad Ooh, just thought one um oh i don't think there's that many oh oh, oh. Uh. I reckon that's that. That's all I can do there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Got twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um. So, first question: the last Sail Sharks player selected to represent the British and Irish Lions, while still a Sail Sharks player, was I did. I, did say, I said Queens, but it's obviously not Charlie Hodgson. After you said that, Richie Gray. Oh, oh it was twenty good, in on the last one, tour. Man. On the yeah. last tour he was wow. he moved to Cast, was it? Yeah. yeah. He moved to Cast after the Lions. Oh good. Good question. So Richie Gray. Uh so um there are six players who have more Welsh no, cards. No 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 no. Oh sorry, what was the next one? The ones more uh played for the Lions. Lions and Oh sale. yes, sorry. Uh four previous Lions have played for sale. Uh, Welsh, Welsh Lions, Lions okay. Welsh Lions that have played F- for sale. There's Filzy. four. Uh? Filzy. Yep. Peely. Yep. Andy Powell. Oh, I missed him. And David James. David James. That's a cracking one. Uh, I was going to go for uh, C- Cobain. Oh, there's five. Because Mike Phillips is one. There's five. Sorry, there's five. Oh, whoa. Well, hang on. So uh, Cobain. Brent Cobain. Brent da- Daffith James. Andy Powell. Dwayne Peel. So you both got four. I kind of got three. To be oh, fair. you got three. Yeah, okay. I got three. Right, so uh, Millsy's one up. The uh, now this is hard. Well, let's know. let's get the nationalities one out of the way. How many nationalities in the Sail Shark squad? I've got nine. Oh, I'm done here. What? I've only got seven. There's a, there's eleven. Is there eleven? England, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. So Welsh, yeah, we know them. England, Tongan, Ireland. Tongan, Samoan, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. Australian, well, Samoan. Who's Australian? Who's Australian? Um, oh, it's it's uh, no Longbottom. Yeah. Oh, what is it? EQP, EQP. Oh, oh is he uh, Russian? Yeah. Yep. Ostrakov. U- USA. Oh, yeah. oh. And, and, and South African. This, Muge. Yeah, I got South Africa. The Muge isn't there. Well, he's he's, still, a, he's, he's on, Ospreys. He was, I, well, you could class Bayern as that as well. Mate. Well, oh, no, <laughs> you could class Bayern as Namibian. Well, yeah. South oh, African, I didn't have Namibian. Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> well, neither... hang on. No, this needs clearing up. <laughs> <laughs> Stewards inquiry. It's more here. than what you thought. It's anyway. more than what you thought. Uh, Millsy doesn't get the point. You don't get the point, so it's fine. So Millsy's still one up with this final one to go, uh, which is the six Welsh players uh, who have more caps for Wales than Sale Shark, Scrum Half, Big Sexy, Mike Phillips, who has ninety-four. So I'm going to let you take it in turns. All so right. one answer from you, Alan Millsy. Alan Jones. I've also got Alan Wynne Jones. Alan Wynne Jones, correct. 110 caps. Gareth Thomas. Gareth Thomas, correct. 100 caps. I did not write down Gareth Thomas. Um, Gethin. Yeah. Gethin snap. Jenkins, correct. 120. 
Is it 129 or 121? I can't read my own writing. It's it's a lot. 129. I think he's the he's got the most. Martin Williams. Martin Williams, correct. 100 caps. I do have Martin Williams. They even made a game especially for his hundredth cap, which yeah. is very good. Yeah. So there's two more. I said Shane Williams, but is it, is it, I mean, I I'm not sure. No. no, not Shane Williams. Die Young. No. Oh. Positions. Give us positions. Uh, there's a fly half and a front row. Oh, Stephen Jones. Uh, Stephen Jones. Yeah. Stephen Jones. Yes. Uh, and a front row. Front Adam row. Jones. Oh, Adam oh, Jones. Yeah, Adam Jones. Like that, that's you didn't have it written down though. But yeah, I could have written them down. <laughs> uh, Millsy wins by a point. Oh, it's a joke. Um, you... I, by the way, the, the, the nationality one, wrong, mate. It's wrong. You should be negatively marked for <laughs> the ones you got over. And, and also, it's either who you qualify for, like, you got to have passports, eat, like long, long bottom for Australia, <laughs> and AJ. <laughs> AJ has played for. USA, yeah. USA. So you can but class that an one. actual um, an actual international yeah. I've interest have you ever been to any of these tier 2 games uh, never get yourself out there mate they are quality absolute quality ne- ne- next time next time the USA play uh, you're a Florida expert I am I'm going in the summer there you go Florida expert well I've spent over a year of my life there so I can't I gotta claim it fair dues Be- best places in Florida I just love the theme parks mate <laughs> big kid, big kid. No, I like Naples as well. Naples is nice down the coast. It's about three hours from uh, from Orlando d- down south, but uh, amazing place. Tell me this: uh, a lot of the lads, I say a lot of lads, Will Addison and f- and a few others. Last summer, um, they went over to some Barbados rugby tournament. Did did, did you not Bermuda? Fancy that? I was Bermuda. there. Oh, I was you, there. How did you go? I was there in Bermuda. Any good? Worth, amazing. Worth worth expensive. Worth going out to do a live um, a live podcast. You want to go out there now? They're doing the uh, America's Cup out there. What's that then? The sailing, Ben Ainsley. And oh, all that. that'd be incredible. A- Alistair like, Eakin, the, the BT Sport rugby um, commentator, is doing that. They said there's something like... What a plum gig. I don't know how many super yachts are going there. They, they reckon there's not enough uh, diesel on the, on the island to cover all the fuel for them. So they reckon they're asking for like $10,000 worth of fresh flowers daily. Loads of these Oh, my boats. word. would be unbelievable. Oh, we're I- staying in this hotel. It was amazing. Not- um, it was called The Princess. I can't remember... Pri- Anyway, I think it was meant to be like three, four hundred pound a night there, and we were in there for free, amazing. And uh, we were by the pool and we were having a drink, and uh, they brought we it was like I think it was like eighteen dollars a beer or something <laughs> stupid. So we were meant to go on a boat that day. We went to bought like shed loads of booze from the supermarket. We were in a big trolley, you know, proper like Brits on Brits on Brits on <laughs> prototype. So we wheeled it down, wheeled it down to the front to go on the boat, and uh, boat didn't turn up. So we wheeled it to the side of the pool then, didn't we? <laughs> so we're in by the octave, all the boys living life, cracking open their bottles. I, I can you imagine the people who are paying all this money to stay there, seeing us there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With the kids, with the family, seeing us drinking these cans on the side. I was wild. Then the manager walks over and we're like, oh, we're getting busted. We're out here. We're out here. Gives us some glasses and he said, "Can you put the glass stuff in the in the plastic caps?" Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no drama, <laughs> no drama. We thought we're gone. Oh, that was awesome. That was brilliant. Did, did you meet JBL? Because he's a big yes, JBL. Met JBL. He, yeah, he's massive out there. To be fair, he, um, he, we went out there. We're not talking about WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good drink out there. He's yeah. commented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lives there. He lives there and travels to all the. Better news where they're Apparently playing. Apparently, he's a big rugby fan. Yeah, he's massive. To be fair, it's a hell of a hell of a thing they try to do. So, Bermuda, it's it's meant when you go you go on the streets. It's got the old the old uh, British uh, lampposts. The British, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, red lights and everything. So it's like being at home. <laughs> but um, all it, all it's geared to is trying to. They got quite a big gang culture there. I've and heard they, that. Yeah, and they, all it is, I think it's one of them. You know, the rich get richer. They try to help the people who who are there, not with the money. So they they have like a big auction there, and they, oh, I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to get them off the streets, get them playing rugby, and you know, it, it's something you wouldn't expect to be there, but it obviously is. Yeah. And there's a gang culture there. So to be fair to uh, the lads, are setting all up. They they've done a really good job there. I don't. It's not happening this year because of the America's Cup because it would have been there oh, at the same time. Right. Otherwise, I would have been there. But, gives, you know. us an, it gives us an extra year it's to like, organise. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. School of Hard Knocks minus Scott Quinnell's inspiring no, uh, the speeches. The guy sets up Gareth Noakes. He's a top lad as well. He looks yeah. after the boys. Why do I know that name? He, he's, done, he's done it because he arranged for Saris to go out there. and We played for the Bermuda team. We played against Harlequins. Yeah. So it was a bit of like an invitational Bermuda team, which like and it was me, Vadim, Johnny Leota, uh Will Addison... Uh, no, Mark Easter Seamus, you had a good six sail boys there. I'm, I'm not being funny, but is Will Addison suitable for you know fifty percent matches? Is, is, is that is, you know, uh, does he have that setting? He's been sick on the sidelines, so I can't really. Uh, he, he had a few drinks the night before. So we, I would keep Will Addison so far away from char- charity matches. Nah, he was fine. He was he was one of them. I think the first half of the game, everyone was quite relaxed on both teams. Nobody wanted to take it too seriously. But then it almost looked like a game of touch, so we kind of had to ramp it up. But, yeah. uh, it was all good. It was a good, good bit of fun, and uh, I think they all had a good time watching. Do you know what um, Ian Bolshaw does with his time? I think it's around I think February time. There's six ski resorts. They love him in Biritz, don't they? He's yeah, like, yeah, he's like a hero worship. God. Yeah. So around, I think it's around February time. They've got six ski resorts in France or something like that. And the Alps. And they have the six resorts t- uh, tournament. I'm sure it's organised by. Do you remember the French centre, Gar- Garbajosa? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it. I'm sure. I'm. I'm ma- 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 making this up, but they each resort has its own team, team of like ex pros, and they go and play on the snow, and it's just. And the final is televised in France. On the snow. On the snow. Amazing. Oh, brilliant. I need to get involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that I've got all these like um, social tournaments which I've got in my diary, <laughs> and I need to go to some of them. There you go. How do the half live, eh? I know. We think that we have problems, and poor people in Bermuda can't even get enough diesel to fill their <laughs> super yachts. No, they're not the people from Bermuda, it's the people going to Bermuda. Uh, exactly. It's, uh, do you think it's much real, money's going to be spent problems. there in that time? Oh. Amazing. I, I'm curious, because there's a, there's a rumour today that Gloucester are, are trying to swoop in and take advantage of the financial situation in Paris, Stade Francais, and try and get Sergio to the Premiership. Well, it'd be stupid not to, right? I mean, 
He's actually happy there, though, surely. It's not, it depends what's going to happen long term. If the club's actually going to fold, then it's a no-brainer for him. But mm. he's obviously been there for however long. He's obviously happy there. Well, do you know... They won the play top 14 a couple of seasons. I, I'm not... Teams are, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't believe he is that happy there. I mean, earlier on in the season, he was suspended for what I understand to be disciplinary issues, which is weird for, like, your um, senior player. I think they like John O'Ross more. And is it Thomas Savat? Have I made that name up? Maybe. He's a prop. Yeah, do you know what? Ignore that name. Um, The family that own it, there's a very wealthy family that own Stad, and it's a son of the you know of this um, hugely powerful patriarch. And he said, you know, enough's enough. You've kind of got to sell sell the club. And I think that's where all the financial difficulties are stemming from again. So from Gloucester's point of view, they'd be stupid not like not to try. No, Gloucester definitely. I don't mean Gloucester. I mean more for him. What's yeah, he yeah. Want to do? Thing is, like you think what he's earning out there. I'm not saying that Gloucester can't compete with that because Gloucester are one of the teams that and actually he could make be money, a, doesn't it? And he could be a marquee player as well. Yeah. So like it depends on how much they win, especially if this takeover happens for Gloucester. Altrad, yeah. yeah. This other fellow, because then if he comes in, surely they got money to burn. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? It'd be like the new Bristol. But <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, next year, uh, Gloucester's year next year. Yeah. Um, I, do you know what? If I was Sergio, do you know how I would finish off my career? I mean, I can't go back to my home country because they're not very good. Ski I, resort, on the ski resort. I would definitely consider a <laughs> ski resort. Why, why, why not finish off your last two years with um, Los Haguares? Would he not just fit in there perfectly? Be a South American playboy. Exactly. Yeah. It just fits too well. Don't yeah. bother going to the, the, the grind of the Premiership. Any team would have him, wouldn't they? Let's be fair. He's still he's still a quality player, and uh, you watch him play internationally. Oh. He tries to win games on his own. He almost does most of the time. It's so it's so strange, isn't it? Because you think this there's got to be the year where, where where he's got got to decline soon. I mean, he's got to stop playing well, and he he actually gets better. You sort of get the impression he's sort of running around, going right. Hopefully, come on, boys, you you, you take the reins a little bit. Oh, fine, I've got this. He just sort yeah, of a quality is sure. He plays Ritley, it stands out. Yep, plays with Stad, he stands out. Whichever team he's playing for, he's standing out. So he's obviously that he's that good. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I, I know there'll be stuff that you you can't say. Um, but tell us anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, but how much of the business for clubs do you? Again, just guessing is done right now. Um, what rugby or player wise? Like, like player wise, because because again, uh, that, that's quite a big move to come up at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there quite uh, a bit of business still to be done? Do you think? I think there's business to be done out there, definitely, because it's still team, teams are still looking for players. And you know, at, at the moment, it's one of them. I guess that they're holding out for this this amazing golden egg that yeah. everyone's looking for. But at some point, the golden eggs have to be chucked away, and you have to get what's available. So it's I don't know. I, th- I still think there's business to be done. There's, as you said, there's a lot of the Premiership got a lot of cash to spend anyway. Loads. So. You look at the teams. How many are actually spending the budget with yeah. with the wages going up, etc. So, two marquee players now. Is, is yeah. a lot. There's a lot of money still out there to be spent if they want to spend it. Yeah, I, do you know the more I learn about the game, and I still don't know very much, but I, I do strongly believe that the only way to grow your team now, except for maybe a couple of marquee players, is lit, is just to carry on developing through the through the academy. Because there, there isn't the quality out there necessarily, particularly in a salary cap situation, where you can just go out and buy all, all, all these players. They are, I think that they're too expensive, and there's not enough of them. What's quite interesting is, again, Millsy, you must be sort of thinking, oh, if I was 10 years younger. Yeah, it's you funny say- though, no, because the only thing would have been, like, when I started, <laughs> they were thinking if I was 10 years younger. It's, yeah. it's, just, exactly, it's just life. Yeah. 
it's like same as the footy lads when they were ten years. If I'd started, no, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, and uh, the only pro- I, the only profession where they don't think that sporting is uh, rugby league. If only I was ten years younger, <laughs> yeah. ten years older. But then, like, you know, the way yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> the way I look at it is, uh, I'm going to go to coaching. So hopefully, that if I, as long as I'm successful in that sense, and it keeps going up, then. The new Jose Mourinho of rugby. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, uh, I think the way you look at it is uh, you would have done it for free. Mm. So yeah. the fact you've got paid to do it is amazing. And uh, obviously you want to get paid more, same as anybody wants to get paid more. But at the same time, we do it for free normally. So. And actually, 30 years from now, when you're wearing your blazer in a clubhouse, this the stories and stuff, isn't it? It's the memories yeah, and the stories. Yeah, like, you know, I think... It's 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 the bond you get with people and all that yeah. you know like you, you don't know you don't remember you don't keep in touch with everyone from every club but you probably pick up like one or two from each club that if you if you keep moving clubs etc that you pick up friends and you have friends for life out of it all and as you say it's the memories you've got in your mind and uh, it's what it's, it's what has given me rugby as well it's given me you know it's given me a lot of opportunity with my family to, I've lived in London I've lived in Manchester you know I've lived back home in Wales I've been able to live in two of the major cities in in England and actually. Really enjoy my life. Done a lot of living, a lot of growing up there. Been away from home, and like some people don't get that opportunity in their jobs. They they, they just stay at home. See, speak to some of my mates. They're still at home now. Maybe yeah. they'll never leave, and you know, and they're happy with that. And I, you know, I I don't judge them in any way of what mm. the, what that is. But the opportunity to actually open my eyes and travel the world, and you you, know, you never know what's in the future. Still, still got a few years in me, so uh, you don't know. It's a small little fraternity. It is, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Even though you know, for me, looking from the outside in, it, it is a, a great. I hate this word culture. No, I'm completely. I love idiot. the word culture. Oh, I hate it with a passion. <laughs> depends. It depends how you're using it, though. Uh, it's a social culture when you're having a few drinks. Yes, drink. yeah. I don't mean it in the Stuart Lancaster. Sense. You're you're one of the social secretaries at. Uh, so, I, I'm one you? of the helpers. Yes. Yes. Well, what does a helper mean? Well, I don't. I don't. Anybody wants to actually put their name to the actual social ah, secretary. Okay. But oh, I I I love all, um, nah, all social it, stuff. You know, it's I think it's, it's it's tough nowadays. You can't you can't do as much as you used to, but. At the same time, as I said the other week, when we were able to get a drink after uh, going down the beach and putting a lot of graft in, it, it, it does bring you closer. And you've got some of the younger lads joining in, which they wouldn't do before, but at the beginning of the year they would have been, wouldn't say boo to a ghost. Now they'll actually come and do it. So it's just one of them, I think. You know, Everyone everyone grows up during the season. And uh, you know, look at the Curry boys and some of the other youngsters have actually played low rugby. They've, yeah. they're, they're now first-team regulars, so they, they, need to, they need to grow up a bit as well off the pitch. So... Yeah, are you, yeah, done phenomenally well signing two of them. There's only one, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just they one. Just, like, Andy knows who he is. When, when, they're, when they're genetically... Uh, modified. Uh, no. <laughs> genetically modified. When they're genetically identical and that they... I, don't, I, I can only just imagine they're like trying to squeeze a little half a percent off the other one. They're very I don't compe- know how it works. They're very competitive with each other. With each other, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which, which one's better? <laughs> I, I don't know the names to be fair they, they look the same to me so I can't tell which was doing a good thing which was not doing a good thing I heard one of them oh you've been media trade well played Yeah, I heard one of them has played scrum half in, in the past really? yeah that's what I heard I couldn't tell you, no, no, they, they, you. They, look they're both quality players and, you know it's not just them you've got some other youngsters coming through you've got James Flynn the loose head prop yeah yeah well, where is he called the king? the PK yeah well I've, I've heard that uh, I've, I know, I've, I've heard uh, he's called the king the pussy king he's called oh is he? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a big shout out to uh, PK to our <laughs> to our good friend Nathan Middleton, who does BBC Manchester. <laughs> he had Addison, he had some James and uh, and Haley on. 
<laughs> and they said, um, yeah, James King's no, James Flynn is is known as King. Is why I'll let James Flynn tell you that. Uh, there we go. Flynn loves it. He loves the crack. <laughs> Very good. Oh man, oh, self-proclaimed it. as well. Oh, even better. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Uh, have you got any rugby to talk about? Yeah, Tim? I was going to say, what other games? What other games are there this weekend? So um, again, we haven't seen. I've only seen little bits and bobs of Wasps uh, v Worcester, but that looked like a, again a defence optional Super Rugby style game. Christian Wade, ridiculous, absolutely. Tries wise, is it? Tr- um, Must be close to eighty now, is he? Oh yeah, he's get, he's, he's really. He's going to smash the record. Yeah, he? he is, isn't he? No one loves playing Worcester more than Christian Wade. Mind you, Worcester looked cracking. I mean, it's... Do you know what the thing with them? Do you know what they've missed all season in that nine? Over. Francois Hugard, yeah. Oh, he's good, isn't he? He is world, world and, and Pennell for most of the season. He makes a big difference. Yeah, but that he... Yeah. Um, Hugard, he's a worldie. I, I, it, he's the, so good. Like, when you see him play play, play for Worcester, you look at him and think, how good must be the guy who starts for South Africa be? Because yeah. he gets in on the wing. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless play, he's that played, good. I think we played against them the first game he played from last season yeah when he first turned up and he he, he was he just made the hell of a difference to him he just made them tick he's an amazing player yeah. I, I don't quite understand what the situation is is he an actual Worcester player or is there some sort of loan no, going no no he's a Worcester player and what I quite he's like he's signed a new deal isn't he? yeah he just signed he? a new deal and what I quite like when you look at his um, he's always on Instagram big top, into ink isn't he big into ink always got, he's always got his top off but he, he seems a really humble bloke and he's always he's he, He's, he's always putting it out on social media, you know, again, um, he's kind of the opposite to the way Ben Teo, Teo's been with uh, with Worcester fans. Yeah. I think they absolutely love Hugard because he's he's an amazing player, but seems really humble and down to earth and grateful and always appreciative of the fans. Ben Teo did PR disaster. I didn't realise I was going to be in a relegation fight. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm trying to engineer a move straight away. They didn't need him today by the look of it. I, no. I'm not sure he would have made a big difference. They... Um, they they look really really good. Yeah, Hugo's a weird one as well because I do wonder if he sits on the sidelines until he absolutely has to play, and he goes right. I'll get you out out, out of relegation. And then I'll go on holiday again for another six months. Yeah, he had quite a big injury, didn't he? In this, in this. To be fair, I think he did. He came back from South Africa, I think. Because he took yeah. I remember Worcester in- kicked off because he came back injured. Was it shoulder? Maybe I've got a feeling. But like now he's fit. If it, if he stays fit from next season, so they'll be. Maybe mid table easy. Yeah, they, they on the bits that I saw today, albeit defence on both sides wasn't wasn't particularly good, but they they look much better than a bottom two side, much better. Yeah, yeah well, I mean that is I mean that is a Premiership through through and through. You isn't can it? say Hugard, but it's also coincided with Gary Gold coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, yeah, th- Hugo wasn't playing when uh, yeah yeah when Hulk was so, yeah, on his own yeah. You know, Hugo, as I said, Hugard is huge for that side. He he makes a hell of a difference to them. I tell you what, if, if they get a fly half, and that's no no disrespect to Ryan Mills, who I think is a, a fantastic center. player. Yeah, <laughs> centre playing fly half. But if they get a fly, an out-and-out fly half, they could be a serious outfit. Yeah. Mm. So let's hope they don't get a fly half, eh? There's so many fly halves. Everyone wants one. I know, I know. What, what, what other game haven't we talked about in the in the Avicii? Um, uh, well, Sale, there was another one. Oh, what was Newcastle? No, Newcastle Quins. Oh my God! Quins, all their players back, late season chart. They demol- They absolutely smashed them. Yeah, and now this is surprising actually because we have lavish praise on Newcastle, and rightly so. I mean, you, you look at how that squad is building. Next year, they are going to be some team. They're going to add Mamos to that mix. I think uh, Sachinil is 
probably one of the outstanding 12s in the entire prep. They, they've taken the uh, they've taken the Jonathan Mills blueprint and moved Mark Wilson into the second row for this for this game. <laughs> exactly. They obviously, yeah. they obviously saw you playing Millsy and thought, yeah, yeah, we'll it, works, it works. Yeah. It works. It works. <laughs> um, they've been doing really well, but uh, I yeah. don't know. It'll be interesting to see it. Like this year, they've been a completely different side to what they've ever been before yeah, in right. the way they play. Yes, and maybe it's taken two, three years for them to move from the old rugby pitch to the 3G pitch to get the squad together that he wants. So now you know how Newcastle are going to play. Yeah. So n- like you used to know when it was wet and windy, oh, all see. they would do was the forwards. Now they've gone the opposite. So now maybe teams might start to work them out a bit. You know, that's the thing. It'd be interesting. Even though they are signing some quality players to come in. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. So I, I guess what I guess what you're saying is when you're doing your analysis, all you've got is three or four years of Dean Richards' teams, you know, taking up the jumper. Yeah, and all of a sudden they've, they've, they've all just got a plastic pitch. changed completely. The plastic pitch has changed how they want to play. Same, same with Worcester to an extent. They've had, they'll have to... They, they're going to want the ball in play more because of the, 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 the style of rugby they're going to have to play on that pitch. Now, I've got a theory about plastic pitches, and tell me if you think I'm being crazy or not. Go on. Theory goes like this. When you play on a plastic pitch, it's much harder to drop the ball because the ball is pretty much always dry. And certainly no... Mer- well, it's, it, if it rains, it rains. The ball's gonna be wet. Yeah, but even but on a plastic there's no pitch, mud. There's no mud on the pitch. Yeah, so because plastic pitches and also they tend to dry pretty quick too, because the handling and the possession on a plastic pitch is so much more one-sided. I wouldn't be surprised to see Premiership teams go back to more um, to a style with a more traditional seven, more more fetches, because it's so hard to turn the ball over. Yeah, yeah, true. It's, There's not many freebies in that well, sense. No, the, the laws sort of changed. The, you have to be a pretty amazing one of those fetches to to to, to do that. Uh, going back to Quinns, who absolutely demolished him, Rob Shaw back. Yep. And um, John Kingston was was came out straight afterwards and was saying it's uh, it's amazing the performance he put in, bearing in mind that he's been out for so long. Do you and, think there's going to be an enormous? Because I think this is going to happen. It's going to be an enormous uh, push from the media. To see Rob Shaw on the lines. Well, there'll be there'll be a big push from me, uh, but yeah. that's just that a sentiment. And, I, no, and to be I fair, just think like the, not... if it was a, if it was a Hollywood <coughs> movie story, you'd go like that moment in the World Cup. He missed out on the Lions. That moment in the World Cup. I'm on board. Ri- I'm, ri- I'm... Written off, and then he's a li- quality. He's a quality player, he but he's missed the whole Six Nations. Yeah. So it's hard. How how can you justify giving him that place ahead of? Standard, say, and mm. a few of the like Warburton. Uh, there's a lot of players who have played some good rugby doing that Six Nations, which is what Gatlin's going to have to go off. Yeah, and it's it's a weird one. And as he well. doesn't have the knockout stages of Europe, which is about as close as you get. To I, depend, test match. I tell you, what, I think I think I think they'll play a Toji in the back row. Personally, really, like, really, you need that. You need a line of option in that back row. Yeah. So if you're going to play, who's going to be the eight? Vunipola, yeah, probably. Not, yeah. not a line so Vunipola's going to be probably your eight. I'd say. Warburton for me is going to be seven. Yeah, he can jump, but he's not a really great. He's line not like forward. a tipperick, is he? So I'd say Warburton will be seven. Then I think you've got to put a jumper at six. So in that, that might mean a toji. How many six. line-out options do you think is a, is a minimum that, that, that you need in a pro team? Well, if you if you've got a back row jumper, yeah, you you'll have three options of jumping, if not more, with your two second rows. Like I, yeah. I'm not a great line-out jumper, but. I'm still an option if you need to take it at, say, the front. Mm. Whereas you put your better jumpers towards your tail, towards your middle then. So you, you probably need three people who are able to, able to jump or th- 
Tim's you need one guy who's competent. You need three good good guys. Yeah, you need three guys who can. What you know, two two probably major lineup forwards you need as a minimum. I'd say. All right, so we're going to be doing this next week, next week, Millsy, where we're sort of uh, going to be doing our Lions squad s- squad selection. We're going to be doing the forwards next week. So you're you're a lock currently, and there'll there'll be five locks we would imagine probably get taken based on pre- taken. Pre- previous Lions tours. Okay. So, so which five locks would you take? Uh, I take Alwyn Jones. Yeah, it's hard with because I'd put a few English boys in there because the way they yeah, but it depends how again how he's going to select them because you'd probably take Cruz if he was fit. Also, hundred percent would have been. Launchby's played great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laws Laws has come back from from where he's he's been, been outstanding. Where's Atoji playing? If if he's playing six, do you need to take? Do you take him as a second row berth in case he needs to go in there? The Scots, the two Scottish lads. I, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think an Irish lock will go. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't, either. There's no Irish lock going. I'd say. I think they're all English. And Alan Wynne Jones. Wynne Wynn Jones will go. You might sneak a Scot in there. Johnny Gray. Nah. You might, you might sneak a Scot in there. Uh, just, Tim just Swinson. What? Tim Swinson. <laughs> I think maybe you might. Wynne Jones will go. You might have a Scot in there. The rest of the second rows will be English. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Who else would you put in there? No, 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 no one else. But it's just I wonder. And again, we'll, we'll get. I'm going to keep we'll my powder in, dry on this because we're going to do it next. We'll week. do it next week. But I just wonder if there might be a political element with a Scot because I don't know whether like they'll need to take a couple of Scots at least. Well, but anyway. let's, what Scots are going to do? Hog's going to go, isn't he? Yes, yeah, I suppose he's definitely going. He's, is he's he just, definitely going to go? Well, he's just six days to play the tournament. Two years is that, is that political? No, probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think he'll go, won't he? Because he's, he's, he's still a good player. Of course, he is. I, I think. I think what sailed Six Nations player of the tournament for him is not playing against England, going off when they were drawing or like seven points down. It's good PR. Yeah, great PR. Get get him off. <laughs> uh, um, right, shall we just quickly talk about some results this week in the in the Pro Twelve? Yeah, like well, firstly, two results. Ospreys, I know you watched this one, didn't you? I watched the second half of it, yeah. Ospreys getting beaten at home by Treviso. No, Treviso at home. Oh, Treviso were at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Treviso were at home. Of course they were. But still, a Regardless. defeat, yeah, a, a well, defeat no, to Treviso. Coming, they? I, think, I think they said it was the second win out of 18 or something stupid. Second win in 18, the other one being against their the other Italian team. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's a massive uh, hammer blow for their... It's probably cost them... A home, pl- yeah, home playoff place, saying, yeah, yeah, because they've got quite a tough run in from what, what they were saying on the yeah. Well, you don't really commentary. know what a, a tough Pro 12 run in looks no, like. No, I you, guess you it know. depends. Like, no, no, Six Nations over. Are they allowed just to go all out and play everyone? I think towards the end of the season they will be, won't they? Because don't forget, we're saying some some people still want to get selection for for the Lions. Mm. Want to be playing well so they can show any 50s And so was this complacency by Ospreys leaving out a load of players, or was this enforced? They had uh, to leave these guys out. I think. Both teams were missing players. They were missing a few Italians because Conor O'Shea said they were missing a lot of players as well. Yeah, you're he was right. there watching. But I don't know when you watch the game, the Ospreys really didn't. They didn't do enough to win the game anyway. They were Treviso. All they did was <laughs> kick the ball. They didn't play any rugby in their own forty. They slammed it down there. Os- Ospreys tried to do the same back, but then they were losing. So was, they had to force it, but their skill level wasn't good enough. They knocked on a lot of ball. And if I remember correctly, it was miserable weather too. It, it looked, yeah, it was it looked, wet, but like you know, it's the same for both teams, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it is, more, but they, they, they're down in Wales. Yeah, that is true. They, they can't play in the rain, or will? It just—it just struck <laughs> me as like in the last ten minutes. I only saw like last yeah. well, last fifteen minutes. 
they seem to be forcing an awful lot of stuff. I think they had to because just because yeah. they, they, they they weren't doing anything, they had to try something because they, they hadn't done anything to any any other point. So I don't know. I think you know they they wouldn't have been happy with that. Tandy wouldn't have been happy with that, and I think they they probably they probably coming back home with the tails between their legs. Yeah, well, and I think I'm right in saying that they are the only Welsh team likely to make the top top four. Scarlets are just Scarlet's outside, could. don't they? Scarlets and Ulster are in the hunt now. Yeah, Scarlets are just, just how, a fifth, I think. They are. Yeah, how Ulster aren't perennial top four, if not perennial winners with that backline is ridiculous. <laughs> and there's backline, backline options. Just Charles Piertau alone. Just rotten luck with, uh, what's his name, Kurtz here. Um, yeah, true. Getting injured again. And the other game as well, just very quickly, was Glasgow versus Connacht. It was a cracking game. That was a cracking game. If the Pro 12 was like that every week, I would watch it hands down every that was, week. There was, there, was something, there was a stat we got sent, and I apologise, I can't give you the credit on Twitter, so you know who you are, but thank you, we're at Rugby Podcast. Said that Connacht in the game made 25 line breaks and 13 offloads, so... That tells you the kind of game they were playing. Whenever they made even a half break, they were just they were going for it. Yeah, the, have seems to have like one like one mode, and that's sevens magician mode, and they just go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just it doesn't matter who the opposition are. I, I do think good win for Glasgow though. Yeah, I mean, I think really Glasgow have figured that out pretty thoroughly now. Is it the, the third time that they've met recently? So they, they they lost in the final, and then since that, Glasgow have just completely have their number. So, yeah, cracking game. Mm, it was. I, I've got one little uh, order of business. I just need to make an apology to uh, JP Doyle as well. Um, so, <laughs> well be done. So it was the Bristol-Gloucester game on, on Friday night. And anyway, so I was I, I was driving away from Bristol um, and the, the car in front of me had didn't have his lights on, so I was flashing loads. Well, I was just flashing, you know, trying to be polite, go, you, you know, you, your lights aren't on. We're now, there's now, I can't I can barely see you now. Anyway, when we got onto the dual carriageway, I pulled up alongside... Just a little toot, and you know, you know how like there's different different horn noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like there's like there's different like, Jonathan Sprout forward noises. Yeah, yeah. forward. Um, you, you just I, I just did a little boop, which was like meant to be a, a polite one, like yeah. a high, not an angry one. But as soon as I did it, the person in the car that I'd been sort of politely flashing, going, "You haven't got your lights on," started sort of waving that. Didn't 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 look impressed. Thought I was having a right a real pop. I look, it was J. It was J. P. Doyle, and, I, and I, <laughs> I, I don't know if he recognised me, but I what was he driving? He, I, I don't know what it was. It was a big, a big car, like one of those. Um, it almost looked like a like a Maybach, like a Maybach <laughs> Benz. <laughs> I, I'm rubbish for cars. Are you a car man, Milsey? Not, not. not uh, to, I, uh, I haven't got a clue. But it's it's like it was a big four by four thing. But it almost looked like you, you know one of those. Uh, you're not you're not wrong when you say you're rubbish with cars. No, you know yeah. you know one of those pick, like like flatbed pickup truck things. But imagine it actually had like a, oh, it'll be one of those um, like a Mitsubishi. Yeah, Mitsubishi. Yeah. Um, Shogun. Like, no, not Shogun. What's it called? The the Warrior. Warrior. I think it might be one of those. Right. And did he flash with yellow card? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but he just didn't look happy. And I'd been chatting to him earlier, um, and 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 he you know he said he was going to listen to the podcast, so I I didn't want him to sort of go, oh, screw you now, Tim. Well, so, uh, I mean, if he has said "screw you" now, Tim, he won't be listening to the podcast. Yeah. So th- this apology might be falling on deaf ears. Yeah. He, anyway. he, he had a good game though. JP he did. Dole. He did. He's a good bloke. Um, yes. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, the only other bit of rugby I watched was Haguarez playing in a very un-Haguarez fashion. Yeah, miserable, miserable. It was uh, they. They were playing kind of um, structured rugby. I didn't like it. Yeah. Two. Uh, two yellow cards. Neither for the Haguares. What's the point? Yeah, what is the point in the Haguares if you're not going to get ridiculous yellow cards, uh, 
scoring tries where they start behind your own line and then losing gallantly in the end before going off and being a South African playboy all night. Exactly. Well, <laughs> South uh, American South playboy. American. There was one try which was phenomenal. Uh, the winger broke, uh, broke through the middle. They, the Reds were down to 13 men, but it was some some try. Uh, I recommend everyone look that up. So, But generally, Haguarez, sort yourself out and let's not have this structured, organised, coached rugby, please. More chaos. Okay. Um, shall we do our featured game, game of the week? Oh, what, with leovegas.com? Oh, yeah, leovegas.com. Right, leovegas.com, they love their rugby and that's why they've come to us. They partner with Leicester Tigers and they can offer you uh, bets, a little flutter on the rugby this coming weekend. And for that, we've got, we've got Jonathan Mills here. Right? Obviously, you can't gamble I on that. You, you, you can't give tips either. Can you not? I don't think so, no. <laughs> well, you, I don't you can tell us what you think of the teams involved. What's I know, up? I know. Yeah. He, he, you flashed him a look when he, <laughs> when he gives his prediction. I'll give my prediction and we'll guess what your prediction is. Right, so okay. it's European... Quarterfinals. We go with the Leinster Wasps game. Yeah, that would be yeah. my choice. Game of the week: Leinster versus Wasps, which uh, looks like being an absolute belter at the Aviva Stadium. Well, I know the Avicii why, Stadium. Why don't we do it this way? Why don't instead of putting Millsy on the spot, why don't we say Millsy breaks this game down for us, and then we, using his information, predict the score? Yes, that's a great shout. So, talk to us about uh, Leinster v Wasps and the way you see that one. Uh, you just got to look at the international. Just got yeah, a lot of Irish players playing for Leinster. A lot of English players playing for uh, Wasps. So it's at Leinster, yeah. Yes, it is at Leinster. Yeah, you know, I think I think you got to put them as favourites in uh, in this game if they're playing at home as well. And uh, they're quality out for you. Got some great players there. Not that Wasps have them, but well, let's to be it. fair, Wasps went out there last year and won though, didn't they? In, they? in the group stages, if I remember. Yeah, they did. And. Am I right in thinking that Wasps don't really impress you guys at sale that much? No, they're they're a quality team. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I think you did smash them though. Yeah, but it's rugby. Anyone <laughs> can beat anyone on their day, can't they? And like, it was great to beat us to beat them at home. I don't think they won up there for ten years. Stupid. Is that right? Wasps, I think so. Yeah, I think that was right. I think that was the uh, the talk before the game. But uh, anyway, I think you know, Leinster quality team. A lot, it's it's going to be like another test match, really, isn't it? With players still trying to get their places for that Lions tour so you know I think Lens are favourites because they're at home as well but if any team they probably get the win it might be Wasps Where do you think Wasps can win and who and which areas of their team do you think they're strongest? <sighs> I think conditions might, might play, a, play a factor as well I think if you've got a dry day out there the way, the way Wasps play, they play. They want a fast track. They want to get the ball. They, they probably want unstructured rugby as best you can, yeah. just so they can create opportunities. You want, you want, they want the ball in their hand. They want to run with the ball, give the ball to Wade in space. He's hard to stop. People like that. So, that's the way they can win. I guess Leinster <coughs> will try to turn it into a structured game to get away from that type of play that Wasps will want. But it's anyone's game. He's lip won't be involved, but they've got a pr- their depth of their back row is frightening. It is frightening, isn't it? Uh, and Levy's Ruddock not. Ruddock says he. Yeah, Ruddock, Levy. I mean, Van der Fleer. Van der Fleer, O'Brien. <laughs> they yeah. are frightening, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I think they've got like. They've signed someone else, haven't they, for next year who is another frightening. They've signed the. Um, Australian. Aussie. Player. Yeah. Aussie. Oh, uh, Scott Fardy. Scott Fardy. Second row from what they said, didn't he? Is that the same? I think put him in the second row from what I read. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him play. So I think he's a cracking player for yeah, yeah. He's probably. Because they've always got those two superstars, haven't they? In uh, the, in the two fetches, I think Fardy is the guy who makes it tick because he does everything else that they aren't they aren't willing to do. Mm. So, 
frightening team. It is. I'm. I'm. It's a big stage, like you say. There's some guys, and again, my my Lions bolter is Tommy Taylor. I'm. I uh, still think that hooker. There could be a surprise sprung. So I'm hoping it's a big stage for a guy like him. Mm. So he's um, quality, Tommy. He's a quality player. He is, isn't mm. he? Uh, I am going to say. I, I wonder if Leo Vegas will offer us odds on Johnny Sexton running a loop move. Oh no! The, the, <laughs> they've closed the books we're, on we're that already. A late hit, a late hit, a late. Oh, yeah. a late hit and a whinge. Yeah, well, yeah, or or a, or a very hard hit that because it's Johnny Sexton gets called a penalty. Yeah, yeah. do you know just what? because it's Johnny Sexton? We should tell Leo Vegas what bets to design. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we should do. I am gonna say how many how many times will Johnny Sexton pass the ball not as part of a loop move might be a, a good bet. I don't think he can, can he? I'm not sure. I just think he follows that ball magnetically. <laughs> it's like a compass. Um, okay, so I am going to say, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't, don't know. I, I think Leinster are the more complete team. I think Leinster five points at home. Yeah, no, d- definitely. I'm going to go Leinster at home by uh, nine nine points. And yeah, Leinster at home by nine. I just, their, their defence, Stuart Lancaster, let's give him credit because he's got plenty of stick on this podcast over the, over the, over the years well mostly for me but he's, yeah. he's just got that he's that, that the, the 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 change in the the irish provinces from last season to this is uh it's pretty unreal it is i, I i'm starting to believe what they were saying about all the world cup stuff now to be fair um uh yes leinster by five you any advances by leicester uh, leinster leinster by five leinster by nine leinster by nine Mills, he can't say. Mills, he can't say. He just said. But look he, at his he, face. He thinks Leinster by twelve. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> no comment, Your Honour. Um, right, and then other other games. The, the other quarterfinals are Jay. Have you? I can't believe I'm relying on you're relying on me for the info. I yeah, bet. I'm, I'm relying, relying on, on you. you. You're relying. This is this is what happens when there's no Phil. Yeah, with his silly little laptop. Uh, well, I well I know one game because I'm going to be uh, on holiday, but I I did um I did have the opportunity. So Munster to lose. Saracens yeah. Glasgow Claremont Toulon. Yes, the Claremont Toulon game I could have been at working, but um, really, I know, absolutely devastated. I'll do it. No, I'm in South Africa. <laughs> devastated. Um, so Claremont Toulon, I simply don't know enough about these two teams to call it. Claremont will win that one. At I home. assume Claremont yeah. would win it, and I assume they'd win it comfortably. I simply don't know. I'd and you, and you, you played, you you went down to Toulon. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like a hot and cold team. They they can have. I, again, I think with Toulon, they obviously rely on the individuals they've got there. I, I, I don't know if it's changed with Ford going there and Cockrell going there, but if they're better coached, but they all, they're they almost like, I think the way they've always been seen is that they're like the Harlem Globetrotters, aren't they? Yeah. They'll sign somebody in to come and do a job who can do something special. But like, Nonu hasn't really pulled up any trees there and he's a quality player, but then he can't win a game on his own. And I think, you know, that's where the team team structure, the team... Planning needs to come into place. Now mm. maybe they're getting that now, but they, I don't think they would have had that. Before. It was unbelievable that I was at the sale uh, Toulon game and Bujalau like snarling, walking <laughs> up and down the touchline. And at half time, he went into the Toulon dressing room. Where's that? At home. Uh, the That's game, the game against yeah. Sale. Yeah. The game against Sale. He went into the dressing room at half time. Yeah. And they came out looking really angry, like he just. I, I'm only imagining, but I, he looked like a man who'd just been shouting at. The, yeah. Wouldn't it be weird to have the owner of a club in yeah. your changing rooms? Bizarre. And they might, then you'd have to be really polite, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 boss. yeah, yeah, sure, boss. I think it's just the way he rolls, isn't it? Yeah, I tell you, what, I, I would, you, you do what I tell you. I, I, if I owned a club, I would make Bougie look tame. 
<laughs> Would you be coaching the team as well? Oh, I'd be coaching it. I I, I know best. I do a podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be a nightmare actually. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to say something. I'm going to. I thought it was a ridiculous try celebration, but a man who's going to Tulum next year, I'm, I, I think we're going to miss Chris Ashton massively. He looked great. Today. Most one of the most. He's a bit of a he. He can he can come across. He can come across as a bit of a bell, but um, I, I like the guy though. I mean, fast. you know, sometimes in this game, he's been unlucky anyway. With, yeah, with like whenever he's, def- he's got back in that England setter, something's come about and it's just like cost him his place again. I honestly think that he's targeted. Uh, there's something about him that p- some people don't 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 like, whether he's targeted or, or or have you? I know he's targeted. He's just he's just one of those guys. You know, there's a few people out there that I like him, but mm. you know, like whenever you, pl- I guess when you play with him, him and Hartley, yeah, but when you play with them, boys will be like, oh, he's great. But when you play against them, it's just it's just the way it is. You know, I think when you, when you're with them, you they're the great. When you're against them, you're like the balance. Yeah, yeah, I I I can see that. I I just think. It's too much in sport. There's not. There's not enough characters, and he is a true character. So I, I'll. I'll miss him from the Premiership. I think he's one of the, uh, one of the genuine stars in in the English game. So shame to see him go. Uh, Saturday, three fifteen p.m. Leinster v Wasps. I happen to know that one. That's def- that's that's the the biggest game for me for the weekend, and that one's on BT Sports. What bigger well. than Munster to to lose? Yeah. What? Uh, Munster to lose, five forty-five p.m. And I'm going to go for a home win there. The best thing about Munster to lose, right, is this could be a game from any one of the years in the last 20 years. It's such a classic. Yeah. Um, it has got that feel about it, hasn't it? Uh, don't sleep on Saracens Glasgow, though, because that will be exciting. Saracens Glasgow? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I don't... Sure, I, Glasgow will have a crack, will that's, yeah. that's, that's what's going to be interesting. <coughs> See if they can beat the boa constrictor, as you call them. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll come close. Like, they went to Glasgow, I, I was, again, I was at the... Glasgow when they went and just demolished Leicester. In fact, home and away, I was there, and they're they're an impressive. They're the way that the God they're, they're ferocious at the breakdown. But if there's one team that you can kind of think they're just going to shrug that off, it'll be Saracens. Yeah, but when Saracens have struggled, it's been against good attacking backlines. I I think most mostly actually about Wasps. Uh, they've struggled against them in recent years, and Glasgow do have a lot of attacking talent, and they do work incredibly hard, and they're very well coached. Have you played Glasgow? In their current guys? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go for Saracens win, but I think it'll be an interesting game. Four home wins. Yeah, it Four is. Four home wins, which should leave us with the semi-finals of Leinster. I don't know how they decide. Is it a draw? Is it already decided? Leinster, Munster, Saracens, Claremont. There we go. No, it's not a, It's not already decided, is it? It's that r- ridiculous format. So, Oh, it goes fir- back to the original seedings. Yeah, so the first seed play the last seed, but if the f- last seed beat the first seed, they then get, they the, get seeding. the seeding. Yeah. So who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Um, uh, I'm going to say Munster. I'm going to say Leinster. No, well, what am I talking about Leinster? It's going to be Saracens. Claremont, actually. No, I, th- I think it'll be Claremont. <laughs> oh, there's some good I'd, I'd, like it to be, I'd like it to be Munster, but I, who's think, it, I okay, think Claremont will win. Who's not going to win? Glasgow. Glasgow, <laughs> Wasps. Wasps. Toulouse. Toulouse. Hmm. And Toulon. Toulon. Do you know what? Oh, those last four, which you just mentioned, the, I think the ones with the least like the least powerful squad are Munster. I think it's actually out of those three. But watch Munster go and win it though. Yeah. Hmm. Exciting stuff. It is. Um so that is uh our tips with LeoVegas.com. Actually, Millsy, 
you uh, you're you're a clean shaven man. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, yeah. But you do, do you use uh, what, what do you use to? Uh, what do, uh, what do you that use stuff, to shave? What's that stuff called? Like you, you always keep plugging. Oh. <laughs> cornerstone. <laughs> cornerstone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. use. I thought you would be a cornerstone yeah, man. Yeah. Cornerstone. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, get your razor from Cornerstone. Uh, four quid for your first order. It's better. No, you can be honest. Have you got like a Gillette Mac? I just whatever. Use, no, I just use uh, what's it called? Electric. I I thought that you only shave. went in for like uh, personal private shaves with, uh, with barbers. I, uh, do go to the barbers in Alty. Um, Izzy's barber shop. He's good. He yeah. gives good Turkish shave. It's all right. Now and again, if I'm feeling flush, I'll have one. Nice, nice. Uh, have you seen the barber shop in Manchester, which is set up by an ex rugby league player? Would you believe yeah. it. Is that the one just off near near the Northern Court near near Deansgate? No, no, it's in, it's next to Pot Kettle Black, which is owned by. Oh, I know that one. Um, who's the rugby, rugby league? league? Sam Burgess's mates. Oh, uh, what's his name? John John Fullback yeah. St Helens. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, this is like a proper barber shop, but they're the type of barbers that are ruining society. You know, like beards, ink oh, everywhere. Yeah. They they look like a mixture of Josh Strauss and um, and Noel. <laughs> that 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 is the sort of mixture that they're going for. But the, but these guys, barbers, are single-handedly ruining society. <laughs> who who in the sales side would be the is the most conscious about their their appearance? Facial hair. Like, just well, no, general. not facial hair. Just general. Like, who's the most preen? Oh, in hang on, hang on. I think I know the answer to this, and I'm going to link it to another question. So I've heard. What's the answer? Well, I think it's it's one of a certain group. So I've heard that sale, and I, I'd love to know your opinion on this. The the way you all get changed, you've all got little groups. You've got the senior players, you've got uh, the Pacific Island lads, you've got the cool kids. I'm guessing it's going to be one of the cool kids, someone like Mike Haley, Sam James. What? Prune of themselves the most? Yeah. Or, uh, I wouldn't say them, no. Would you not? No. Uh, oh, nice look after. Like, Strings looks after himself, to be fair. I can't imagine him applying much in the way of hair wax. Well, you'd have to put any hair wax. Put, put, a, put a wax on top. <laughs> exactly. Hair wax. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Who else? Surely Charlie Ingle. Charlie Ingle. Yeah. Um. Nev Edwards. Nev Edwards. Bit of cocoa butter at the end of the session every time. <laughs> Has, does anyone miss Danny Cipriani more than more than Nev Edwards? Uh, <laughs> Personally. Probably Nev. Yeah, well, Nev, Nev lived with him, so yeah. I'm guessing yeah. if anyone's going to miss him the most, it's going to be Nev. They played school rugby together. Yeah. You know, to be fair... I, I, I do love that story. Yeah. To be fair, I think Sips helped him get a shot of sailing. Yeah. Obviously, last year... He, he, was, he, was, a pers- he was a PT instructor. And, That's yeah. amazing. It, it, it's Sips, a genuinely Sips, amazing yeah. story. It is. It's, yeah. It is like uh, one of those uh, Hollywood movies. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Did, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like Jamie Vardy. Call yeah. him the Vardy. Yeah. Yeah. Call him Vardy. Did... <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do you ever give people stick for their social media posts? Yes. Right. How much stick was Danny Cipriani and Nev Edwards getting when they would film themselves in a in Sippers' car in Sippers after his a game, car, doing little raps, oh, killing them. it with a mate Nev? That's them. I don't. I don't know. They're ridiculous when they do stuff. When I get the most banned at the club is old uh, Mugford. Oh, does he? And gets that biggest hammering. Yeah, but like that's just him. Yeah. Um, I actually had Dan loves, in the dungeon last week. Fair. Actually. He's got thick skin, to be fair to him. He's a great lad. Absolutely great lad. Um, yeah, so where, which group do you, do you get changed with? That's what I want to know. I don't think there's like, what, what they say, that obviously the, the Islanders all get changed together, but everyone else is just... Well, get changed, it's like they put their flip-flops on. No, they're in the, they're in the same corner. There's a corner where they're in. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say, like, there's a mix. You know, like, so you, you don't check into work and, you know, get changed next to Briggsy or someone. 
It just depends where it depends what slot you've got. Oh, like, like, everyone stays in the same place. place. Everyone stays in the same place. But like, who have I got next to me? I got um, By- Byron McGuigan next to me. Okay. And you got Magnus a little bit further along. Uh, who's for Seymour? A bit further along next to him, Lawrence. Briggsy. Don't want to forget anyone now. Uh, Briggsy. Then then was Mooge. God rest his soul. He's gone. 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 <laughs> Now Curtis Curtis Langdon's taking over his slot, and then opposite us we've got uh, we got there we've got Maggie, uh, Nev Edwards, and Charlie. That's our room. Dan Mugford's uh, watching on Facebook Live, by the way. Standard. Mr. They, we call him Mister Social Media. <laughs> so if, if Chocolate Tooth is watching, that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Um, I'm sure I had another question, but I'll ask ask you later yeah shall we wrap this up Tim- yes Timothy? let's wrap this up thank you very much for listening we're a, we're a rugby podcast on twitter we're egg chasers podcast on instagram um oh and i'm going to mention it again next week i know we're, we are going to announce um who has won the competition and there is a winner for our new crest and we are going to be talking to people who have submitted their yeah, yeah. Uh, cvs blah 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 what did they win huh what did they win uh, have you not heard? No, come on. Uh, they have won VIP at Cell Sharks with you hosting them. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. There Fine. you go. Yeah. Fine. And um, uh, just to let you know, yeah, Phil, the reason we have Millsy here is because... Um, Phil's lazy. Phil's lazy. Didn't no, Phil's on a plane currently to South Africa. Yep. Uh, JB, when are you on a plane to South Africa? A week Monday. And so I, I could actually do a podcast, but... And I'm on a plane to California on Thursday. So next week's podcast... Uh, is going to be a bit of a special, but don't give it away. A bit of a special, and it's lions related. But subscribe, hit that subscribe button in your feed, and you'll get it delivered straight to you. Thank you very much for listening. Nice one, Millsy. Top having nice you again. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Nice one, JB. Bye bye.